joining us in the studio. He is his worship, the mayor of Collingwood, Brian Saunderson. Brian, great to see you again. Good morning. Great to see you. It's a beautiful day out there. Uh, Brian, let's talk about, uh, there's a number of things to talk about. First of all, uh, wastewater rates, that's been a, a discussion lately. Uh, what's the deal there? Yeah, so the town is uh, undergoing a, a water and wastewater rate study, and uh, people can go on to the uh, uh, Engage Collingwood website to join in on the conversation. Uh, those two uh, services, the water and wastewater, are rate-based, so they're not part of your tax dollars. So what we're looking at doing is making sure that we have uh, current our current rates reflect the needs of our uh, uh, systems uh, going forward. So there's a capital component as well as your ongoing um, uh, services fees. So we're looking at making sure that those are up to date and that our plans are up to date. And we know that for the next 20 to 30 years with the growth we're uh, we have coming online that we're prepared for that. So it's it's an ongoing process. It's actually a very interesting process, and um, uh, I think we are in a good place. We just need to make sure that the rates that we are charging are fair and cover our costs going forward. Unlike some of our neighboring mis- municipalities, uh, the Collingwood infrastructure is really old. Does that ever concern you? Is that something that council sort of has a has a bit of an elephant in the room sometimes when you're making decisions? Going at any moment, we could be in for some big ones. So the infrastructure costs, um, a lot of that is through public works and is um, uh, more uh, through the tax base. Right. For the water and wastewater, those uh, facilities, uh, so the Ray Barker water purification plant, uh, as you know from the chlorospiridium scare that we had in the 90s, mm. it was actually state-of-the-art, uh, yeah. certainly at the time, and it's still very current. And so we will, when we go through our expansion, we will be continuing, uh, I think, to use the types of uh, um, uh, barriers that we have in place. Uh, the first one is the, uh, the, the permeable membranes mm-hmm. uh, that pull the solids out of the water, and then we use chlorine to, uh, to purify it after that. And uh, so that plant will be going and expa- undergoing an expansion, though, and we have a water-sharing agreement with the town of New Tecumseh. And uh, we will be splitting the costs of, of the uh, significant upgrades there. So, uh, And then they will be, as we renew that agreement, there will be a payment that was uh, held over from the first agreement, which will help fund it for our, uh, the upgrades to the facility and the expansion for our residents. Uh, so that's actually a, a very good news story. And the, the agreement's being worked on now, and we have an agreement in principle. For the wastewater plant, it's a, it's a little older, and mm-hmm. so I think when we move forward for the expansion of the wastewater plant, um, which right now is at about 60 to 65% capacity, whereas our water purification is, is butting up against 80%, which is the point in time in which you have to look at your expansion. Um, and uh, when we do that uh, plant expansion, there will probably be some technolo- technological upgrades for that. Um, and as I said, we're sitting at about 60 to 65 percent, and we found some capacity there because as some of the larger industrial users in town closed up shop, right. uh, that provided us with some space there. So um, so the, the wastewater plant treatment uh, um, upgrades uh, is not as imminent as the water treatment. Okay. Good to know that. Uh, you uh, have a call out for artists. I, I guess there's an opportunity for someone to be mortalized with a mural. I love this. I think it's uh, yeah. a great opportunity uh, because we have so many artists in our community. We do. We had that beautiful uh, um, mural up on the uh, uh, medical building at 28 Huron Street. 
that uh, showed the uh, the line shift over at the yes. uh, shipyards, yep. and uh, I actually talked to a number of the uh, individuals that work down the shipyards, and they tell us we should be calling the out by the old uh, access point to the shipyards by the uh, launch side launch the uh, 400 because they said when they changed shifts it was just like the 400 so it would take about half an hour for those coming out and those going in to get by and get all caught up but uh so that was a great location for that piece of art and we're looking now to replace that we had to take that down last year uh the it was on wood paneling and the wood was rotting so we took it down so we're now putting a call out to artists and art art artist collectives to submit their application for the design and execution of a replacement piece uh, facing uh, east on the uh, Shipyards Medical Building. And there will be a volunteer public art committee of Collingwood uh, residents established uh, and the process and concept for the artwork based on the town's public art policies and procedures. So we're looking for something that reflects Collingwood's heritage and history, much like that piece did, uh, to go up in its place. So it's an exciting opportunity. And the deadline uh, for the first stage yeah, well, I guess in the initial stage, they'll be selecting two to three artists to provide more details. So they'll be calling it down to uh, uh, a smaller number. And that first uh, deadline for the first stage is February 11 at 4 p.m. And if you go uh, looking for the complete details, you can go to the Collingwood website, www.collingwood.ca backslash public art, all one word. Now, does the winning artist get hired to, to do the mural or are they expected to volunteer that? Who's paying for materials? Uh, you know, you'd have to find those dynamic, those specific details right. on there. Uh, I think last time the artist uh, who did a fantastic piece, mm-hmm. uh, it was volunteer based. Okay, and um, uh, so maybe their costs were covered, but they were not paid for the piece. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, the Mayor's Golf Challenge because it was a staggering amount of money that you raised. Yes, we had a very successful year, uh, raised uh, over fifty thousand dollars. Wow! So this past Monday. Uh, was the check presentation, and we handed uh, half of the proceeds, around 27500 to the Special Olympics, and they've been uh, the charity of choice um, since the inception of the golf tournament and the, and the um, uh, Special Olympics program uh, after they hosted the Special Olympics up at uh, Blue Mountain in the 90s. And, uh, and then this year, uh, it was, it's always been a youth-based initiative, um, and this year, uh, Home Horizons was the uh, successful uh, applicant, and uh, we, um, uh, for really for a bunch of reasons, uh, as we know, the Barbara Wider House opened in the last uh, four years and uh, has seven beds and has been very successful. And so Home Horizons operates that, and they've now um, uh, inc- expanded their programs to look at a reconciliation, home reconciliation program to keep youth at risk at home. And uh, then also a home placement program. So for those that are are looking for uh, homes, they are working to try to uh, connect them with uh, other homes in in Collingwood. So the real focus is is supporting youth and and keeping youth at risk in a safe environment. Sounds good. In recent years, uh, Collingwood, in the beginning of January, uh, had the Frozen in Time Festival. That didn't happen this year, uh, but there is something happening this weekend. Is this the replacement for that? It's it's called the Art of Winter. 
Yes, it is. And uh, we uh, part of the, the theory with um, moving on from Elvis was to take our in-house expertise on festivals um, and uh, develop other festivals. So we have four-season festivals. So the Art of Winter is the replacement, and it's fun for the whole family. Uh, there will be an amateur snow sculpting contest on Saturday, January 25th, from 1 to 4. And uh, you can register your team of 3 to 4 at prc at collingwood.ca today. Uh, no experience necessary. There will also be a classic retro moonlight skate beneath the stars, um, and that will go from 7 to 9 p.m. on Saturday night at the outdoor rink. Nice. Uh, there's also uh, stuff happening out on the Collingwood Trails as well as in Centennial Park. Yes. Uh, it's going to be yes. an exciting time. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, just to get back to you last week, because you had asked yes. me the future of Elvis. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there are applicants, and they're working their way through the uh, process. So there will, uh, if there is going to be an, uh, a festival this year, then that announcement will be made quite shortly because they have lots of work to do. But there are yeah. applicants lining up to, to look at carrying it forward. Is the town hoping to make that decision so that it can happen this year? Is that still the plan? Yes, there's, stu- there's still an option that it would be this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a very interested applicant. The process this year is, is um, uh, that they apply and they're kind of screened. So the first applicant felt that the the uh, it was uh, too much work, so they've bowed out. So now we're on to the second applicant, and uh, it's quite encouraging. So we're okay. hopeful there'll be a positive announcement. All right, looking forward to that. And let's wrap it up with the Crime Stoppers. Uh, do we have an announcement to make? Oh yes, this is Crime Stoppers Month in Collingwood, and we uh, there was a proclamation made yesterday, and we raised the Crime Stoppers flag. Uh, up our secure flagpole, so it's theft-proof. <laughs> but if anyone does see our flag being stolen, then please, I encourage you to call, call Crime, Crime Stoppers, Stoppers and report the theft of our flag. Um, uh, so Crime Stoppers' mandate is to assist the police in solving crimes um, through tip line. And um, so the public's encouraged to call a province-wide toll-free number with any information about crime that has occurred that they're aware of. And the tips are made on an anonymous basis, and there are cash rewards. So January... Is Crime Stopper Month in Collingwood, and yesterday I was joined by Allison Firth and her lovely daughter, Elisa, uh, as well as Councillors McLeod, Doherty, and Berman uh, for the flag raising over at the library. Nice. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, Allison is a Wasaga Beach resident and a former uh, OPP officer who's now working to get into uh, the fire dispatch. So uh, wow. she is uh, carrying the uh, Crime Stoppers mantle in Wasaga Beach and interested in getting an active chapter here in Collingwood. Fantastic. Uh, Brian Sonnison, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk of the Town. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.